y'all, it's season three of the Be Your Own Kind podcast, and we thank you, humbly thank you, for tuning in. Be Your Own Kind's mantra is there is never an inopportune time to be yourself. In other words, be you without apologies. In this season, I will be presenting nuggets and interviewing individuals that are creating their lane and rocking it. Be sure to check out the featured businesses in the description box and follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and pretty much every platform. Okay, now let's take flight. Well, hello, ladies. How are you today? Lovely. Good. Awesome. I thought you would go into like an introduction. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, took I never right do an introduction. You know what? Okay, let me explain myself. I am very random. <laughs> <laughs> so Love I, that. um... So I normally just start off just saying like, hello, but you guys are giving me ideas. Um, but I can say, you know, I can edit all of this, but I can say, you know, um, hello, be your own kinders. Today I am meeting with the sisters, Sarah and Parisa. They are the creators of Solex, correct? Yeah. 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 So welcome on our platform today. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no editing needed. I actually love the authenticity of it to just jump right into it. You know, one of the things that Parisa and I talked about before was like, it's like, yeah, I want to have a more authentic way of responding to like, thank you for being here. Cause I'm like, well, yeah, it, thank you for having us. And thank you. I'm so excited to be here, but what is a more authentic way? So this was great to just write and like, jump right into it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I think I'm in the mindset of like a phone conversation because it is just we it's just a, a conversation basically. So I think that's why I started with like, hey, well, how are you doing? How was your day today? How's the weather where you're at? Just to make it casual because it is being your own kind. It's not really I'm not a formal person, and I have sometimes I feel like maybe I should work on that. But then sometimes I like not being formal. Yeah, I don't think you should work on that. I don't think that's something to work on. That's beautiful. Thank you. Well, um, ladies, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your earrings and your individual journey that led you to your purpose? Yeah, for sure. Sarah, were you about to begin? Did I? No, you go ahead. You lead the way. I will. I will lead the way. First of all, I will say just super transparent and raw. I've had a weird few days emotionally, so I'm a little bit like, ooh. Uh, so just putting that out there so you're aware. But our per, my, personal develop, my personal journey is very much focused on my personal development. So I was obsessed with personal development and the universe and understanding what is my life about? What is, why am I even here? You know, all those questions I had since I was a little child that I would ask my mom tugging at her skirt, like, tell me what happens after we die? Like, I just, I was always just very much focused with that. And that's the way that my mind is geared. And so as I grew up, as I got older, um, I think that curiosity led me to personal growth and spiritual growth and just a lot of answers that I wanted. A lot of the questions that I was asking were being answered through personal development and, and spiritual growth. And I was really obsessed with Wayne Dyer, who also started kind of with a more psychology background to then he geared towards spirituality. And I read all of his books in high school. I was really just in love with him and still he feels like a father. And during this whole 
time, I was just so in love with the idea of everybody working on their personal development. I was like, how cool would the world be if we were all just like trying to become the best version of ourselves? If we were all conscious of like what, what of, our, of our triggers and our reactions, if we, you know, got angry and then afterwards said to the stranger, I'm so sorry, that just triggered something from childhood. <laughs> like, I just thought, how cool would our world be if we were all just very much uh, conscious of our personal growth. And this was the time where I'm like, I'm going to create a personal development platform. I had no idea what it would look like. I had no clue how it would work. I just had the end result vision of everybody in the world working on their personal development, being happy, creating a self that they really love and admire and creating a life that they really love living. So that was kind of the whole premise of how select started and my sister and I have always been super close so I'm always calling her and talking with her and she was in Australia at that time and I'll let her carry on the story. I'd love to. So when Brisa actually got in touch with me um, about this we used to talk a lot um, because at the time I was actually going through my own personal development like I, I, I don't want to say it start my journey hadn't started then, but this was the most intensive part of my personal development. So I was like very much into it and I was very devoted to it. And what that looked like for me, who's always been a very social and outgoing person was to actually, I was very curious to kind of close myself off from all my, um, all my events and friends and social outings and any kind of situations that put me in a social setting because I had learned uh, that when I was traveling in my 20s every time I moved to a different place and my kind of surrounding changed and my the circle changed group of people I changed as a person and every time I came home I was going back to the same Sarah that I was um you know, before leaving. And I was like, this is so insane. Cause I would go away for like, you know, two years at a time. And I would be like, wow, I really love this new person I've become. I feel more comfortable in my skin. I just feel comfortable with who I am. And then I would go back home to Vancouver and it would be like, literally within weeks, I was just the same person again. And it was just fascinating for me. So I was, I became very curious about like, who would I be if I were not surrounded by anyone? It was just me, who would I be? So, and you know, again, I'm very social. It was very isolating for me. It was very difficult for me. So my kind of way of my outlet was to call Brisa and talk to her about it, knowing exactly the space that she was in as well and she'd be able to help me. So she kind of came up with the idea that she's going to have a personal development platform. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's a great idea. Let me tell you what it's going to look like. And you know, the line was a personal development platform that's going to be as big as Facebook. And I was like, well, if it's going to be as big as Facebook, it needs to be social. Like it, why does personal development always need to be this like solo journey where you're just like on your own, you have to go through it by yourself. You have to isolate yourself. That just like made no sense to me. I was like, anything else is done in communities. It's done in a group and it's so much more fun and it's so much more effective. So uh, that was like the second piece that like, okay, so personal development platform that's going to be social. 
And I just got so excited about the idea that I brought all these ideas. Uh, I was, I was, I was traveling. I was like sending her voice messages and like notes and like saying, this is what it's trying to look like. Um, and it got to the point that it just made more sense for the two of us to work together. So I actually, um, and ended my travels. I moved home from Australia and um, yeah, we start, got to work the very next day and started a meetup where we got people to just like come and talk about their personal development. That grew really fast. And it's a long story short, but through a lot of kind of um, uh, help from entrepreneurship at UBC, as well as doing a lot of customer discovery interviews and talking to people about what they need in their personal development, Solex was born into what it is today. And Risa, if you want to, you do a better job at explaining what it actually is than I do. Mm, sure, it's, it's a conscious community basically where people gather in groups of five and meet every single week at the same time for community accountability and support essentially to create lives that we love and to become people who live lives that they love <laughs> um so i'm like sarah did i explain that well but it's been one of the biggest challenges trying to explain what it is because it's a little bit of a different concept but you're just growing with your people it's like a growth family who you meet with every week and you evolve together I like that. I, I um, peeped you um, the Solect website and I like these called circles, these clusters that you guys have, you meet there, they're called circles. And I like that because there's no end, you know? Um, and you, um, one of you made a point about why is personal growth so personal? <laughs> and yes, yes, the journey is technically personal to you, but that doesn't mean it's just, you're the only one going through it. I, if, I don't know if I'm wording it correctly. Like we're all growing in different ways. And sometimes we're all growing within the same thing. You know, um, I feel like community, I like the fact of having a community because it kind of eliminates that whole, no one understands what I'm going through. I'm the only one that's going through this. What is wrong with me? You know, why is this person you know, not struggling with this and I'm struggling with that. And it kind of minimizes that whole that isolated thought of, I'm just effective, I don't need to be here. When you have, when you talk to someone that has like a similar thing as you, you're like, yeah, I think that too. It kind of makes it a little, a little better. You know, right? You're like, that's, that's how I think about it. So I like, I like the whole idea of the circles and I like the whole idea of the, um, the consciousness because I looked up earlier um, because I remember reading somewhere that majority of our behaviors are unconscious. 95% of behaviors we do unconsciously. And what kind of life would it be if we were intentional in thought and behavior? You know, like what Parisa said, I'm, you know, you're triggering, which is not you. You just said something that triggered something from the past. I'm sorry, my bad. Versus... I hate everybody, like I'm having a bad day, you know, screw this day, you know, what What would it mean to actually know, A, when you said said thing, it made me think of this, it's not you, it's totally me. You know, how different would the world be if we were more conscientious and intentional in our behaviors and our thoughts? So I think it's a great, <laughs> a great um, concept. <laughs> 
Thank you. You're absolutely right. Like that's, and that's eventually where humanity will go. Maybe not in our lifetime, but that is eventually what we will evolve into. But you're right. I can't wait for it. And, and we don't even have to wait for it. We can start ourselves in our tiny little circle and have that impact just trickle, trickled outwards. Right. Yeah. yeah, I love that. You guys kind of answered like half of my question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like with um, I, one of my questions was, what led you to select community as a tool towards personal growth? But I believe um, Sarah touched upon that. And I know that you guys had the concept of being as huge or bigger than Facebook. But in my in my terms, I think in my thought, I would think it would be more productive and positive because there's so much trash too and in facebook a little bit to me where i have to block some some of those videos and things out like what would set you apart you know as a community versus the traditional social media platforms that we're on now the as big as facebook thing and it's so funny because facebook is like such a dinosaur now that we sound like <laughs> such old people that we say we want to be as big as facebook <laughs> But the the whole idea behind that is like Facebook is known by every single human alive. That was the whole intent that like we want to be as big as Facebook. We want it to be known by people and used, but in no way is it going to actually uh, replicate Facebook. It would be a community that's very wholesome and it's about connection. It's about authenticity. It's about connection, you know, it's about the beautiful connections and not scrolling on an app. That was that was how you describe it to me. I don't know if you remember because it was over two and a half years ago now, but you're like, yeah, you know, I just think a lot of people are spending all their time on social media and just like Facebook and Instagram. And imagine if there was something that could replace that and it would actually help people. Yeah. And originally, again, throwing ideas back and forth about like, you know, like an educate online education system. And then I was like, no, it just, it needs to be social. You need to talk to other people. You need to connect. And going back to what you said, Ashley, um, am I pronouncing your name right, Renita? Yep, perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, going back to what you said, Renita, just that, you know, sharing with other people, like what they're going through or being able to kind of take it from inside your head and all the voices and the judgments and being like, Ooh, just bring it out into the real world, tell someone and just kind of let it go in that, in, in that action. That's been something that's been so powerful in my own personal development journey. And I don't mean going and telling anyone who's willing to listen about like, I'm having a bad day. I'm having a bad day. I'm having a bad day, you know, but really the person that you trust or the people that you trust. And it's like a safe space for you to fully unload and speak on those thoughts that you wouldn't normally even really allow yourself to think i don't know if you relate but there's there are thoughts that i judge myself for you know if i'm ever being ungrateful and i'm like but look around you you have such a beautiful life you have this and that and then i'm like you know but allowing myself to just go there with myself and with others present and them looking at me and not judging me but holding space and being loving and saying i get it i've been there it's so, it's been so powerful for me to just be like, okay, I'm not the only one who goes through like phases like this. Yeah. And it's just been beautiful. Yeah. Really because you're awesome. entitled to feel how you feel. 
Yeah. And I think that's what is not allowed openly to feel how you feel. If you say something that's not along the lines of positivity, it's like, guys, you're a terrible person. No, this is the terrible thought that I want to get out of my mind and I want to scream and I want to let it go. And I'm entitled to feel how I feel, even if it's not favorable. Mm, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We were just having this conversation today, Sarah, I was telling her, uh, what I shared at the beginning of this call, just I'm not in a great, I don't feel like my best. Uh, since like, I've been having a few days of just being off and just crying all day and I just don't even know. And she's like, you know, and this is always Sarah's um, uh, advice to me because I'm growing up, like I was way more introverted than she was. And she would just, be, she'd always be telling me like, you know, just need to talk about it just let it out just let it out and she was just saying that to me a few hours ago that when you let it out you're going to it becomes less real that's what she's telling me she's like it becomes less real and it da 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 da, da. but she's so right that you need a safe person or a safe circle or you know safe humans to speak on because if you speak your heart's truths and pains to people who are not capable of holding space for you, then that's only creating more damage to you and probably to them than any good. So for me, it's been so life-changing having my safe circle because of growing up so introverted and keeping things to myself that now knowing that I have my circle, these safe, incredible, loving, intelligent people who can just hold space for me, who just understand, and they're not trying to fix my issues and they're not gonna try to rescue me. They're not trying to do anything. They're just listening because they care. They care about me. That's been so pivotal in my growth, just talking, just like ex outwardly expressing what I used to hold in. And, you know, it would just be so heavy on my heart. Now just outwardly expressing it and sharing it with people has been so impactful. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I, I love the whole vibe. I love this, this conversation <laughs> because um, I feel like a while I was telling my mom that sometimes too much positivity can be toxic, right? Because you're not allowing yourself to feel where some people are desensitized to just saying, I'm fine, it's fine, it's okay, it's great, it's wonderful. But like in your own program, you know, because if you say something that's not the quote unquote positive thing, then you're worried about the outside judgment. And I love the fact that you mentioned the safe space, the safe circle. It's fine out there, but when I'm in my safe circle, it I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you should have that outlet and have that circle to be like, how are you feeling today? Not good, <laughs> you know, and not be judged for it. And um, I, I, I think there's one question we didn't um, cover is, you know, you guys are centered around community. But there are so many people that are loners, right, or introverted and don't know how to reach out to a community or even feel like they need people in a sense. And it could be due to past traumas as well. What advice would you have for a person that has that that desire to belong, but is just paralyzed with fear to reach out, to find that safe space, to find that circle. Wow, it goes up to that first end. That is a beautiful question. Um, Teresa, I wonder if you have something to share to that, because I feel like um, 
your yeah, journey's more aligned. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I like I would empathize with that. I, and that's such a beautiful question. I really love it. I honestly that might even be personal growth, right? Like I have that within myself where I'm like, okay, so I need to do this for my own growth. I need to open up my heart for my own growth and that what you explain what you just expressed I would say the same thing to that person that like for your own growth for your own self love just take this little leap of faith little leap of courage and just reach out to 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 people and you'll see that human beings are actually really kind and we're wired on connection and we love to hear what you have to say that was something that I learned in my own journey that oh people aren't going to judge and criticize me if I share my flaws they're actually going to feel really connected to me so i would say like take that leap of courage and just reach out and let yourself learn that humans are actually really loving and waiting to hear what you have to say what you're holding in your heart i love that i love that and and have grace and patience because we yeah. have these habits that have built for, for life the duration of our life, right? And then we get impatient because it's not, it won't go away. It won't scram, you know? Um, it's gonna take just as much time for you to, to flip to the other side or to transition to what you're trying to be. And I feel like sometimes the personal growth just comes to a halt when you're just, you're just this is not working, forget it. Cause you're not patient with the process or maybe you miss those mini things. And that's what I've learned this year. Like I always wanna see a big picture to see a change. But then mm-hmm. this year I started noticing little things about growth. Like, huh, normally I would have reacted this way to this, or mm-hmm. normally I would have did. And that actually brought encouragement because it's like, it's those little things that I need to notice that'll keep me moving forward in my personal growth. You know, that'll eventually lead to that big thing, but I'll miss it entirely if I'm only focused on that big picture item. Gosh, you, I'm so happy you said that. You Like I connected with that on a personal level so much because part of the reason why I have been in this funk is because I wasn't being patient with myself and I had these expectations and, you know, hard on myself and crit- being my own biggest critic. and. Yes, so I personally needed that reminder, Renita, and you're absolutely right. Like, we need to be, just have grace, be kind. I always think of the example of that toddler who's learning to walk. Like, they're so cute about the way they go about it. They fall a thousand times, but they don't go, gosh, you're no good. You're never gonna walk, you know? They don't say that to themselves. They just get up and they keep walking. I'm like, I wanna get inspiration from toddlers. (laughs) <laughs> kids are the best teachers though because they don't have those walls they feel how they feel they are who they are if they have a bad day they'll scream they're overwhelmed they'll throw things it's let's when be we kids get, again right when we, <laughs> when we become adults we're like i'm not gonna hit this tantrum right here in the dmv i've been here for like three hours <laughs> they're gonna call the cops on me but we we still have hope <laughs> yeah, I just really just want to scream. <laughs> I love it. So how can, can just... one join? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. 
I just a couple of comments I wanted to share because I've been listening to you guys and I first of all I, I love where this conversation just went so beautiful I love that question that you asked about what can someone do and I was I'm like my brain thinks about like tasks and to-do lists and action items and I was thinking about moments where I feel like I've been holding on to something and what I've done and how how did it make it easy for me and it's always been to take a baby step like start very small you know like if you are the kind of person that when someone asks you how are you and you answer with good or I'm fine be a little bit more authentic and say I've been better maybe I don't know whatever that baby step might be to you and also just sharing with one person. If you're not ready to share with a community, if you're not ready to reach out to a community that you belong, I think it can be so beautiful if you can just reach out to one person. And for some people, their comfort level is a person that they know and are close to, and they already have an instinct that it, this could be a safe space. And for others, it could be a complete stranger you know, that don't knows absolutely nothing about you and you can go up to them and you literally tell them something for the sake of getting it off your chest. Like I used to do this all the time with my hairdressers when I was traveling because I knew I would only see them once and once only. I would literally just open right up this poor person. <laughs> they didn't even need to respond or anything. I would even sometimes tell them, I was like, hey, like I just need someone to talk to. You do your job, you don't need to respond, but this is what's going on in my life. And it just felt so nice. I didn't even know their name. They didn't know mine. The beauty of it was that they didn't know anyone in the story. So I think always starting with a tiny little step. It's just so it can be. And because you see evidence, right? You see that like you get to understand that like, oh, people care. Oh, people do listen. Oh, this felt really nice. And it's kind of like a reward system, like based on what you do. Um, and then another thing that I'd love to share was about like having grace and pointing out evidence into yourself that like I am growing and being patient with the process. And I want to, you know, invite some grace into even you saying that, that sometimes it's hard for us because we're so in it, right? Sometimes it's hard to look how much we've grown because we've been here the entire time. And that's what's been so beautiful for me personally and having my select circle that they see me once a week, you know, and I've been sharing with them and they've known me for a very short time, you know, really relative to my other friends, but they've known the deeper, like true me. So when I share with them and, you know, we go through a 12 week arc and arc is just like a, where we cover a part of our lives where we, for example, right now we are focusing on romantic relationships and week one, you come in and you just, it's the premise. So you just say, where, where are you in life? How do you normally show up in this area of your life? What are your, you know, what are your patterns, your habits? And then week by week, you come and report on how you've grown. And usually for me personally, this happens around week eight or nine, where I'm just super frustrated with myself. And I'm just like, this is not working to the speed that I wanted to. I don't feel like I'm making progress. And then that's when I have my circle tell me and remind me that like, listen, like be gentle with yourself, have grace. This is how much you've grown. And th these are the shifts that are happening. And I think it, again, just it's easier for others to see because they're seeing it more objectively than we are. We are always here. We are always in our head and always with ourselves. So 
seeing that growth take place can be a little bit more challenging over time. That, that is that is so true, you know, and I I say I'm an introvert, no one believes me, but um, <laughs> there were there were times where I didn't feel like I didn't speak up. I had a circle, but I didn't utilize that circle. You know, and they were like, well, what is wrong? And I was just feeling mad to about that. And no one would know what was wrong with me. I always kept it to myself. And it it was at one point I was at a place where I would go to pray and nothing would come out of my mouth. I had been so silent for so long. And so to get it out, I started journaling. Like this was a kid. Like I started journaling and journaling. And I think there was another point, not think, there was another point in my adult life where I reached that point where I stopped talking again. So I started back writing those letters to God. Then it ended up, uh, now you have like, you can dictate. So now like if, now I'm dictating <laughs> those journals to God, then it's like, okay, I'm, I'm talking to God, but then I'll pick up the phone and tell my mom or I'll pick up the phone and tell my sister. And I started utilizing my circle. And that's when I realized like the importance of community, but it took steps, right? It took me to just start writing because I couldn't verbalize it. Then I'm like, oh, I'm going to dictate, just talk to myself. I'm just going to say, dear God, this is everything that's bothering me. Then I started answering the phone. And you know, those those are steps. And like I said, those are little steps that I noticed. I went from not saying, not getting it out at all, to now picking up the phone and calling and say, yo, I need to talk. You know, so I I do love what what you ladies are saying about just the whole grace thing and patience you know, patient um, thing. And I like the concept of looking forward to something every week, you know, where someone can encourage you, you have like-minded people that remind you on those tough weeks when you just, you can't get in your head that you're moving forward or you're progressing, you know, to say, hey, look, you, you're not where you were two weeks ago. Remember this, remember that. You, you need that reminder because sometimes those thoughts just, they just erase any type of progress you think you made sometimes you know those thoughts are they can be strong some days strong some days you know and i just think it's important to have of that that something to look forward to to, to kind of calibrate you and put you back <laughs> you know on that path and and so how can if someone's interested in joining your circles how could they go about doing it the best ways to go on our website, which is just select.co. And I'm sure they will be in the show notes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you would just find it there. And there's multiple different ways to get involved. You can either just join your circle right from the get go, or you can join a free open circle if you're still kind of wanting to understand what it's about. And you can have a consult call with us. There's just different, um, ways to connect with us. I love that. I just like this whole concept because everyone don't have a family member or a friend they can pick up, but they can, they can join Solek and they can be a part of a community and create their own community. I love that. I love yeah. that. Thank you so much. So beautiful. Yeah, this I feel inspired. Sorry to cut no, you No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Enjoy your interview. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel inspired to ask you, do you have a circle? Because it sounds like you're coming from a full place of knowing what it's like to have a community. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Um, I do have four particular people 
that I talk to on a on a regular basis, and if I fall off the face of the earth for a couple of days, they'll reach out to me. I do, um, and I I appreciate them. They've always been around. I just never utilized them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's why I love the whole um, intention intentionality with through community. Like that's what I love about that. Being intentional, knowing your triggers, knowing why you feel the way you feel or why you act the way you act, or even just being in tune with not knowing why you <laughs> act the way you act. It's just it's just being in tune with you and not just letting your thoughts just run ragged in your mind or make excuses like, oh, that's just who I am. No, knowing why that's who you are. You know, I, I think that's a step deeper in in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah. Now I do have a signature question for you ladies. Um, and that question is, if you can describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? What a question. <laughs> I'm like, the first one was like, I have no idea at all. Like I'm a fluid being we all are and the second one was like introspective and sometimes that drives me nuts about myself actually because I'm too introspective or I'm like I just want to live my life stop thinking about this <laughs> um yep and I think it's pretty self-explanatory that, that I I would choose introspective because I'm constantly deeply thinking about why I operated this way why I acted that way why I said that thing and it's just like always going back into my childhood and analyzing and doing psychoanalysis and it's exhausting <laughs> I would choose that word for you too actually <laughs> and it's so funny because this is Parisa's like journey into becoming lighthearted. so we are <laughs> we giggle around that word of like we're just becoming lighthearted, and everything's just super easy <laughs> we're not gonna think deeply about it um but my word I think well the first word actually that came up was social like I'm just a very social person I've always been like ever since I was little, like I was never one of those kids that um, was scared of um, like strangers. My, there's actually like footage of me when I was like two years old of my family just leaving, like, you know, they just wanted to, <laughs> I, I don't want to get our parents arrested so back this story, but <laughs> I was two years old and we were in a, a, shop, a busy shopping mall and they just decided to go hide to see what I do and I was just, calm and collected walking around looking at people like you know I was like that kid that just went up to like random families and just kind of joined them <laughs> like it was just <laughs> never had a stranger danger <laughs> sent to me and um yes and I'm always like and I'm still like that just very drawn to people and I recharge in other people's energy by talking and love having people in my space so that would be my word nice was there sure yours too Brittany, oh, your turn yes oh my god sometimes people boomerang that back to me um <laughs> i and i'll change my word um it's normally me because that's cheating um <laughs> but i would have to say oh 
describing myself in one word at this moment would be just conscious. That's why I, I thought that this interview was right on time. I believe things happen for a reason and why our interview was pushed to today because I've been struggling with that for the last two weeks. Um, and I've really been focused on it this week because I feel like majority of my life, I'm like, well, this is just how I am. This is just how, but it's something that's just how I am. I don't really particularly care for, and I'm kind of on the, the wavelength of Parisa, like, why? Why? Because I was five, they stepped on my toe, and now when somebody stepped on my toe, I just, ah, you know, like, it, it, it gets that, that, that small, and it's, and it's like, why do I think this way? Why is this even a big deal? Why am I obsessing over this? This doesn't even, you know, like, and I feel like by being conscious, I'm able to, I'm spring cleaning my mind because it's just a lot of clutter. So it's like, okay, trash, okay, shelf, okay, closet, okay. Like, it's like I'm reorganizing my thoughts where they can make sense. And if, and if something just happens to just fall on the floor now, it's like, okay, you're garbage. You, you don't, this does not even matter. This is not going to matter in five minutes. You know, so um, that is my word for this week. <laughs> it's just, it's just wow. conscious. Yeah. That's a great word. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And yeah. wow, so happy for you. What a great place to be conscious, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even with things that, you know, and I'm not even going to lie. There are some things that are probably bad that I'm okay with. And I tell people that I'm okay with this thing. <laughs> it's not hurting anybody. <laughs> but I, I, I do have a question before we um, we get out with Sarah. So you say you're very social. Is there ever a point where you had a roadblock with communicating with people or? Absolutely. Yeah. I still do. <laughs> I think there's a, a miscommunications happening all the time. And you know what? This all of a sudden makes sense from this question that you just asked but one of my biggest fears is like being misunderstood like I not fear but like pet peeve biggest pet peeve like I hate being misunderstood and I like I'm always seeking out for conversations to like explain myself and like this is not how I meant it but um sorry I got sidetracked can you repeat the question <laughs> I was just wondering because um, I actually am an introvert. I don't care what the, the people that know me say. Um, and I feel like Teresa, she has actually said she was. I'm wondering from an extrovert side, was there ever a point where you you felt uncomfortable or you, there was a point where you felt uncomfortable socializing or, or being an extrovert where you couldn't be extroverted? There's like a roadblock there. I wouldn't say it was like a period of my, my life, um, that I was choosing. Um, like if it was out of my choice, it was because of the people, you know, it was just like, I wasn't with my people. I was with the wrong community. I was with the wrong crowd. So I just felt out of place. I felt like my, our values didn't align our, so, you know, it was just, I didn't feel at home. But honestly, no, I've always been very like with the right people. I'm like, yep, always, anytime I have time for you. And, and you know, I take my, I live alone. So I get to recharge in my mornings and my evenings. But like during the day, absolutely. I want to see at least one person in my day. Like, I always wondered that about extroverts. I'm like, do they have down periods where it's okay that they're not 
with people or because I what made me even realize um, that an introvert struggle was the pandemic. I felt bad for extroverts because I'm like, this was heaven for me. Like, I don't have to, I don't, I don't have to you know, <laughs> but I have a lot of, uh, for some reason, I have a whole, a lot of extroverted friends and they like, man, I'm struggling. I just want to go to the park. I can't even go to the park. And I'm like, what's at the park? You know, so that's what made me realize that, that I feel like the pandemic was hard, harder on people such as yourself that thrive off of connection and communication and things of that sort. Yeah, it, it, I, I would say definitely it was a lot harder on me that because I was actually I wasn't living alone during the pandemic, like when it first hit with the major lockdown, I was living with my mom and Carissa uh, because I had just moved back from Australia. So and I would actually watch the two of them and we were in the same house, you know, and all I wanted was to like sit around. But like Carissa was just happily in her room with the door closed and my mom was happily in her room with the door closed and my mom's painting rocks and listening to her music and praying. And I don't know what Frisa was doing, but I was just like going crazy. I was like, somebody come hang out with me. <laughs> but, but I did call a lot of my friends during that time. I organized like these, again, group calls of travelers because that was the other thing for me right i'm not just an extra but i'm a freaking traveler like i move around a lot so that was just a very very different time for me but i think those times are always great because it really pushes you to get to know yourself i brought you know i self-induced COVID into myself during a time of you know when i was living in australia and i was like i need to be by myself to see what's going on inside so yeah, it was a hard time, but really looking back, I'm grateful that it happened because. Oh, Wait, yeah. you mean you self-induced a pen, 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 uh, pandemic, not COVID, because that just made it sound like you gave yourself. Oh, right, 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 right. That's what I meant. Thank you for <laughs> clarifying. Like, let's be clear. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I do not have access to virus. Yeah, yeah I was like, how did you lick someone's face? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, Where my did mom. this interview go? <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad that you're here and you got to um, clarify that. Um, can I share one more thing though? Thinking yes. back about your question. I love your questions, by the way. It's getting me to really reflect and think back. There was a time where I was withdrawn from like even my closest friends and family. And um, this was maybe about like a year or two ago. And I was kind of thinking about it. I was like, am I depressed? Is this what depression is? And just didn't want to really see anyone when I was having a hard time and going through something. And I just really just wanted to be by myself. Um, and the first time that I actually opened up about the frustration and what I was going through was during a one of my circles. And I used to be the person that kind of held in all emotions and held, you know, I kept it cool and like kept it together because, and especially during the circle because I was one of the founders. So I felt like I couldn't let it loose. It took me a really long time to be my authentic self and show my vulnerabilities to that depth where I was just crying for the entire time and just, yeah. And I, and I let my circle know, I was like, listen, I don't need any feedback. I don't need any 
questions. I just want to, I just want to tell you where I'm at. And um, one of the people in my circle that actually lives really close to me, she's one of my best friends. And she was like, okay, like come over. And that was the first time that I got to really let it out. Like in the circle and then in person and see people hold space for me and see people care. <laughs> that was the other thing. And not think of me any differently that like, oh, you know, Sarah's always, always something wrong with her. So I am slowly but surely learning to even share like the vulnerable, the quote unquote, like bad sides of me where if I feel angry or I feel emotional, I feel sad. And that was part of me that I used to not share with other people. And that's been a huge turning point for me. Major lesson of this past year, I want to say. Yeah, that's, 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 that is such an excellent point. That's even with my platform. I didn't know how far I should go, how, what story I should share. So it's like I censored certain things. And then I, I think something with a subject would pop up when I did live one time and I just, just let it out like and, and afterwards I was like oh my god you know what are the viewers gonna think and my mom called me and was like that was awesome that was you you know um and it it, <laughs> it just came out of nowhere and I was so afraid of what people were gonna think and my mom was like your whole platform is called be your own kind if you are not being your own kind if you're not the message Anything else you say or anything else you do falls short. And I and I've took it from there ever since. You know, like just opening up more, you know, about myself because you are right. You're you're the leader of this. You know, you're the head of this pack and you're losing it. You know, in your mind you're losing it. But people relate more, like we said earlier, to people that can actually relate to them. You know, you see things with the, the consequences. I'm rich. I'm on I'm on the beach. Look, I ain't been to the beach in years. I need to talk to somebody that ain't been to the beach in years. <laughs> <laughs> Life is something right now and it's not a beach. So <laughs> I don't want to hear You know, people want to, they need somebody to relate to. And I think people are tired of shallow. That's why I like so like because people are tired of of shallow. They want connection, you know. So I'm off my soapbox, but yeah. <laughs> so I can totally relate totally to that right. too. Yeah, you're totally right. And like we all have our down moments. We right. all have our moments where we don't feel aligned, where we feel sad, frustrated, angry, you know. And it's just I think it's so funny to me that we don't share it. We all know what it's like to be a human being, but we all try to pretend like we're the only, like we're the only one that does, you know, it's just like, come on, we all know the misery, miserable <laughs> moments of being a human being. Let's just share it. <laughs> Normalize being human, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I totally enjoyed this conversation. Like, I don't know, I, is, is this kind of sense of how the circle is? I really like this. <laughs> yes, I've been thinking you'd be such a great addition. I want, I want you to be in my circle. <laughs> I'll go to the site. 
Oh, and 100% it's very similar to this, just talking about real life things and going deeper into it, talking about your toe that got stepped on when you were five and how it's still coming up. <laughs> but it'd be little things like that, right? Like something that happened a long time ago and then it happens like 20 years later and it's like it, it just happened all over again. That's how triggers are. <laughs> so yeah um yeah well if, if this is any type of sense of how the circle is um listeners yeah this this is that that is something to check out and, and this is something to join and they have three different ways of of um of doing it you know um what give everybody the side and the instagram is going to be in the notes but <laughs> the instagram and the um and the site again Sure. As Parisa said, it's uh, www.select.co and that's spelled soul, S-O-O-U-L, and then E-C-T dot C-O. And our Instagram handle is just myselect. Okay. That's nice the best way to find us. Nice. Nice. Anything you, you ladies want to add before we kick it off? That's all. Wanna... <laughs> oh, thank you. That's all I got. It was so beautiful. I enjoyed this conversation so much. It was so authentic. You are definitely your own kind. And by you kind of leading the way so authentically, it allowed me to be fully myself. And yeah, thank you for providing this beautiful space for us to chat. Nice. Beautiful call. Thank you. Yes, this was. And thank you, God. Thank you, ladies. I'm so just saying, guys. Thank you, ladies, for, for, um, just gracing your presence. Like you guys have such a, a vibe, such a zen about about you. Like I feel all calm. Like I can do this and flow in the air. I love the I love the vibe. I really do. Um that lets me know that you have like a calmness about you, you know? Um and a settling. Like you, you ever just been around somebody and their energy is just like this and the next thing you know you're like, like <laughs> I'm loving, I'm loving the vibe that you guys are just zooting through my my screen right now. Mm -hmm. And I am very appreciative that you guys took out the time, you ladies took out the time to to be on my platform. Um it means a lot to me when time is something that we can never get back. So anytime somebody decides to spend that time with you, it's very valuable. And I just thank you guys and thank you ladies. <laughs> Thank you, Renita. It was so great to meet you, and I can't wait to see you in one of the circles. Yes, most definitely. And listeners, um, I hope that you've grabbed some peace and some some zen and some grace in this episode. And until next time, be sure and don't forget to be kind to yourself and to be kind to each other. Bye. Bye. <laughs>